Well, hello, friends. I'm Kirk Moose with Moose Ministries. I'm joined with Barry Klingen from Trophy Lakes Church in Trophy Lakes, Texas. And this is another episode of Bishop and the Moose. And we are so excited to be with you again today. Today, we really want to dig into the Word of God in a little different manner today. We really want to kind of talk about influences. Yes. You know, one of the things you and I just got finished talking about was how we all have a teacher that we remember. You know, and in that light, we were also talking about how, you know, really the Word of God should be one of the greatest influences of our life. But at the same time, let's take it back just a little and talk Mm -hmm. about some of the influences that we've had and then how that can kind of relate to how the Word of God needs to influence our lives. I think it's so great um, to talk about that because, you know, I really I really think of both of those. I get the privilege here at, at the church at Trophy Lakes to have a Trophy Lakes Academy and to have uh, all the teachers. We go through the sixth grade right now. We have a lot of preschool and then all the way up through the sixth grade. And I'm actually teaching for the first time since I was in college. I'm in the classroom with kids, and I'm teaching history to sixth graders this year. And it's just reminded me about that long-term influence is so easy, Kirk, because everybody can do this. Everybody's listening to me. I can say, who was that one teacher that influenced you the most? And even if you just graduated high school, there's somebody back there as an elementary, a, a middle school or junior high or senior high school teacher that, that had an influence on you. And we all have them. I have several that come to my mind when they do that. And everyone else does. And we realize just how much influence a teacher has with these young students that's going to go on into their life. And, and in talking about that influence, we kind of bring it around and start talking about the influence that God's Word has over, over us. And, and uh, boy, I, I cannot, I don't even know where to begin about my love and my relationship with the Word of God and how powerful it is to, and the things that have happened in my life. I'm a preacher. I'm a, I'm a pastor, and almost my entire life I've stood in a pulpit and week in and week out uh, put uh, the Word of God or try to get the Word of God into people's lives. You know, Kirk, I was asked a question last week. Mm-hmm. A man asked me the question. I said, what do you love the most about pastoring? And I had to think for a minute because I thought, what am I going to bring that down to? What is my, what is my real love? And I, I really brought it down to this. I said, my greatest love about pastoring is that I get the opportunity to bring the Word of God to people's lives. Now, that's not just in a pulpit on Sunday. Primarily, it happens in a pulpit on Sunday, but it's also at the hospital when someone's lost someone or found some bad news medically, and I get a chance to, whether I open up a literal Bible or just quote a scripture, I'm able to get the truth into their lives to bring comfort to them. Uh, it may be a, a counseling situation that I'm in, and somebody's having trouble with their kids, or or maybe a marriage that's having trouble, and I get to open up the Bible and share the truth with them. And it's the Bible says that you know Jesus said the truth sets you free. It, it can be so many different ways, but it's such a privilege to be able to do that. And that as a result, of that I've become a student of the Bible. Uh, now going close to 40 years that I've uh, been walking with God and uh, and doing that. And so it's just a, it's an extremely gratifying and powerful thing uh, to walk in the truth of God and experience what God has done uh, in the Bible. I think sometimes people forget when you teach, there is no better time to learn than when you teach. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people try to learn for head knowledge. And when they do, they learn it for the test and then it's gone. 
But yes. when they learn it to teach, it's like we've talked about in a few sessions ago. When you learn it to teach, you learn it to put it to practice. Exactly. And it's like we talked about the old Jewish tradition was you didn't really know yes. the Word of God or the Torah, as yeah. they called as yeah. they call it. You didn't know Torah unless you lived Torah. If you lived it, you you proved that you knew it. If you didn't live it, then you didn't know it. I mean, to, in America, we have this, I'm saying America, the whole Western culture, we have this wonderful, uh, not wonderful, this terrible thing of being able to separate it and say, well, what's on the test? You know, we've talked about that and, and all that. Rather than recognizing we really don't know something until it's produced a, a, a change, uh, you know, in, in our life. And, you know, one of the things that you said there, I think it's so very important because I think, you know, when, you know, being a teacher uh, or a preacher or sharing the Word of God that way, when I study it, it's one thing to study it. It's another thing altogether to think, how am I going to take this wonderful truth God's put in my soul and share it in a uh, intelligent, a hopefully passionate, hopefully anointed way that impacts their lives too. So when you do that, you have to really think twice. You have really are getting it, not only passing it through your heart to obey it and experience it, but then turn around and find a way to verbally share that with others. And and we know that in teaching, that's a basic teaching uh, truth that you're going to know it a lot more if you have to teach it because you you're learning it to the level of having to give it to someone else and put it in their life. So it's, it's just an incredibly powerful thing. And I I just encourage people that are listening to us that walk with God. I, I can't imagine anyone who's a Christian uh, that cannot. Uh, uh, that would say, I just don't know where, I don't read my Bible much. I'm not in my, my Bible. I, I have no concept of that at all. I, I have people, you know, time, I've, I've got so many stories on this, but I had a, for example, I had a, a starting quarterback from Mississippi State University one time was in my, my church, and he had had a great game on Saturday. <clears throat> and Sunday after church, we went out, went over to somebody's house to eat. We're standing outside, and he goes, Pastor, I, I just can't read that Bible, all them big words in it. And I said, I asked him, I called him by name. I said, tell me what what play you called on, you know, the game yesterday, the fourth quarter, the very first play you had when you scored a touchdown. He goes, oh, it's a play we only get to use probably once a season. And I said, well, tell me what you called in the huddle. And he went on this string of like 47 Jaybird left hook, 39, orange, green, you know. And I thought, I looked at him and I said, if you can call a play in the huddle, you can learn the Word of God, you know. If you can make an order at Starbucks, you can learn the Word of God. Come on. And, you know, so there, there's no excuse for that. I mean, it's not an excuse. It's, it's a love relationship. I mean, this is God. This is truth. And uh, to get in it that way is, is just incredibly powerful you know, experience. You know, I think what you said right there, it really struck a chord with me personally because you said it's about a love relationship, mm-hmm. and I think that comes down to passion. Yes. Um, I remember when I was in elementary school, I had to make a choice when it came to me getting to a certain place when it came to English because English was the worst class that I had, <laughs> and I had a choice to make. and I had to choose not only here but yeah. also here yes. to make a commitment to put in extra work to make a certain goal. Mm-hmm. Well, when I did it, made that heart choice, things changed. Yes. It's like gears began to turn that didn't turn before. And then all of a sudden, my grades went from not so great to top of the game. Yes. So I think the biggest problem most of us have is we haven't made the choice to make a difference. 
Now, making a difference, I don't mean just in the world. I mean, but even in ourselves. A lot of times we only think about the words make a difference as in affecting someone else. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times we need to intentionally make a difference in our own life. It's kind of like we have to choose to go to college unless you have a parent that makes you go. Um, But if you don't choose to go to college, you didn't make a difference in your own life. Now, can someone do well and not have gone to college, of course they can if they've been intentional in their life. Yes. But if you don't go to college, you actually have a lesser probability of getting a higher paying job when you look at it statistically. Mm -hmm. So if you look at it from that point of view and you didn't take the intentionality to make a difference in your life, whether it's because of finances, because you had a hard time, whatever, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons why someone may not have chosen to make that difference. But in the world we're in today, there's so many tools to help us to get that difference made in our life. We have to choose yes. to either not make a difference or make the difference. You know, let me let me say something about it because I think it's so good what you're saying there. And I think we forget that part. We, we want everything to come to us. We, we treat many times our, our relationship with God just in a emotional and just a, you know, God get me, you know, God show me, God take me off my feet. Instead of having that intentional, like every day in the word. And I and just I try to share this real quickly, but, you know, I became a Christian in September of my senior year. And somewhere in the spring of that year, I came in contact with a with another pastor who taught me how to read the Psalms and Proverbs. So, you know, he'd read every fifth Psalm according to what day it was. If it was, you know, the fifth day of the month, he'd read Psalm 5, 35, 65, 95. And you get five different kinds of Psalms every day. I've practiced this my whole life. And and then also you read the, the chapter of Proverbs, which would be Proverbs chapter 5 or whatever day it is. And uh, so... I started doing that. Within months of doing that, it became a little bit uh, almost legalistic to me, but it still comes back to being intentional. And uh, I went on a youth trip where I was the only preacher, and we went to all these prisons, and I was preaching every day, two or three times a day, and I really wasn't prepared to do that. I was really only about eight months into the Lord and uh, doing that, but I shared my testimony, doing what I could. I get home the night after we've been seven, eight days on the road, and I get in my bed at home, and I'm really ready to get some good quality sleep. I'm tired. I'm exhausted and worn out. And I realized I had not read my Psalms and Proverbs that day. And purely out of just wanting to check the box, really, at that time, I got out of my bed, got down on my knees, opened up my Bible, and I can tell you what day it was. It was July 11th because I read Psalm 11 and then 30 more, 41, and on through the Psalms. By the time I was getting into the Psalms, I said, well, I'm almost, I'm almost home here. I'll get back in that bed. And I go to Proverbs chapter 11. And when I get to Proverbs chapter 11, towards the end of Proverbs chapter 11, I came upon a verse and the Holy Spirit of God filled my room and energized me. We, we would say it's the doctrine of illumination, but it's really revelation coming into my heart and soul there. And I, I just could not believe what I was reading. And here's what it said. And it won't mean anything to a lot of people, but the liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that waters shall be watered also himself. And God Almighty, right there on my knees as a young Christian and you know, knowing that God probably had called me, even though I hadn't told anybody that at the time, and the Lord just said, you know, son, if you'll get in my word, 
and uh, you know, in water my people, I will always see to it that you are watered. In the sense of the water being the Holy Spirit, you'll have the, you know, and I, I, I'm telling you, Kurt, uh, next Wednesday of where we're making this broadcast will be 40 years since I came to know the Lord. And that was about, you know, 39 and a half years ago when I got that word. And I have been walking in the strength of that word for 39 years. And God is true. I've stayed in his word and he has, you know, watered me and it's always fresh. Every time you get into it, even if you go back to another passage or a passage you've been in a long time, it's fresh. But I'm going back to try to use that intentionality. It was a little bit of almost legalism that got me out of bed on my knees, but it's also that intentional thing. And you know what that taught me? That taught me you don't want to miss a day in the Word because you never know what God has for you. And I can't say every time I've read it that, you know, fireworks have gone off. And although sometimes you're just studying the, the passage and learning the background and all of that, but more times than not, God meets you there and gives you that Word that builds you and strengthens you. Uh, in your life and so that relationship with the word of god is just incredibly powerful sometimes it's the fifth time the 20th time or the 100th time (laughs) of repeating and repeating over and over reading that same scripture that all of a sudden it's like god just says ah now's the moment drop something in your heart it's like he's got enough background now to where he can receive what i'm trying to give him and a lot of times i think it's because he needs to see that we're going to be intentional he needs to see that we're diligent yes and that we're going to be faithful in what he's going to give us that's very true and i I think it's worth making this point as well because we both come from a background of of being spirit-filled of being full of the holy spirit and experiencing the power of god and all of those things that come with that and i make the statement all the time that much of what i had when i first started in christianity was a a denomination a, a persuasion that i was in that really worshiped an unholy trinity of god the father god the son and god the holy bible and what i meant by that was they never talked about the spirit of god and then later god baptized me in the spirit brought me in the fullness of the spirit in my life and changed everything about my life and ministry but i don't denigrate the word of god when i say that i do say it's not in the trinity in this sense even though jesus is the living word you know, and this is, he's the, he lived as the word of God, John 1, 1, but also we have the written word of which he's living in and breathing in through the Holy Spirit that's making it real. The Holy Spirit that inspired it is the same Holy Spirit that lives within us. And when we come together, he and he can speak to us beyond the contextuality of that particular scripture. He may use a verse that would technically be out of context, but he's speaking it to our heart. And some people trip over that. I don't trip over that at all. God, this is a supernatural book. Now, I go, first of all, and learn all the history and all the background and how it's put together and the actual book, how when it was written, all that. That's a, that's a foundation. But out of that foundation, God can speak to that. We see that in the way Matthew quoted the Old Testament. Uh, he did it sometimes really out of context, but brought it into a meaning that applied to uh, a messianic you know, promise with uh, the fulfillment in Jesus Christ. So I just, I want to kind of think it's good to make that distinction. You know, we don't, we're not denigrating the word. We are saying that, you know, it's God, the father, God, son, God, the Holy spirit. Don't leave the Holy spirit out of the Trinity. He is the Trinity, but the word of God is God's spoken word, his written word. It's living, it's breathing. uh, It's able to cut even between soul and spirit. And some people say that's almost impossible to determine the difference between your soul and your spirit. Some people say you can't determine between your soul and spirit. But that's what's so it's so powerful it can cut things that that are my, beyond microscopic. You know, it brings the, the, those to, uh, away from us, and it just shows us the power of it over and over uh, again. 
Oh, that's so very true and so very good. You know, the key that we're, what we're talking about tonight is that just like we've had teachers mm-hmm. that have influenced our life, yes. we need to be so intentional with the Word of God that it influences our life and the way we operate in this life. Mm-hmm. Because if we simply know the Word and we never act it, yes. I don't mean like an actor, I mean putting it to practice, letting it be a part of who we are, then we truly haven't made the change of being a convert of Christ. That's true. Think about it. If you and I just go through the motions, the Word says that many will come in that day and say, Lord, I've prophesied in your name, and I've Mm -hmm. cast out demons in your name. And he goes, depart from me, for I never knew you. Well, Mm -hmm. that only happens if you're not a true follower. Mm -hmm. And the Word says that we will be known by our fruit. Yes. So if we're to be known by the fruit that we bear because of the produce that we produce from being watered by the Word, yes, then we have to be diligent to be in the Word That's so good. that we get the nutrients, so that we get the light, mm-hmm. so that we get the truth, so that we produce what we receive. That's so, that's so good. I want to say this. When you say that, I think that's so great because, you know, really, it's the God of the Word that I'm meeting every time I read the scripture and you know I'm I'm meeting the triune God in 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 here when I when I come to it and 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 read it but I I'm thinking on top of my head here of one of David's mighty men and they were uh, in a battle and he was so uh you know powerful in this battle that he was you know bringing the enemy down with his sword and it says that after he had brought so many down with the enemy that he was so uh, powerful, you couldn't tell where the sword ended and his hand began. And I read that the first time I ever read that. I went, oh, Lord, man, that'd be true of me, that you can't tell where the Word of God ends and my life begins. They're so entwined and that you're doing and practicing the truth and doing it. And James 1.1, 1, 1, be ye doers of the Word, not hearers only. Uh, there's no idea of just hearing it and not allowing it to have an effect in your life and, and doing that. And I think that's that's our relationship with the Word of God. I remember asking my father about that scripture when I was a young boy. Mm-hmm. Like, look, what does it mean when it says, you know, it's like a part of them. And my dad said, it's called muscle lock. Mm-hmm. He said, what happens is, and it was yes. not an uncommon thing when people were in battle. Yes. That they would hold that sword for so long oh, wow. that their muscles would become locked in the position and they could not let go wow. of the sword. Not even if someone tried to pry their hand off. Mm. Now, what if we were that way with the Word of God? Wow. That we held on to it so much that we became locked on the Word of God. That's powerful. That is incredibly powerful. And that's what that picture gives us in that Old Testament picture. And certainly want it to be true. Well, guys, we're so glad that you joined us today. You know, we want to hear from you. You can either write Pastor Barry at bclingon at trophylakes.org, or you can write us at mooseministriesinc.com, leave a comment or a prayer request. We would love to pray for you. We would also love to hear any topics that you would like for us to discuss on any of our shows. Now, we also have plenty of other resources available, both at the trophylakes.org website. You can watch many of Pastor Barry's uh, preachings from when he preaches on Sunday or any other special services. We also have several resources at at mooseministriesinc.com as well to help you grow. Also, don't forget, hit the subscribe button so that you can uh, 
be notified any time that we produce a new show. And on Saturdays now, we are releasing the podcast. So if you want to listen to us on podcast, there'll be a new show available each Saturday. Guys, y'all have a wonderful day. God bless you. God bless.